is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we have a bit of a different episode. Normally we're talking about apps, about Shopify merchants, about digital marketing in general. Today I want to talk to something that's very close to my heart about being a digital nomad. I'm probably the oldest digital nomad that you ever will meet. And I have another expert on that topic with me, Adam Rosen. He's an entrepreneur, a founder of a startup. He's been on the road also for a while. He is a paid speaker. He has coached hundreds of startup and business owners. And his primary focus nowadays is helping startups on appointments. And he does that while traveling the world. Now, obviously, Adam has a good background on what kind of benefits and advantages, disadvantages it has to be a digital nomad. And we want to dive into this and maybe can motivate one or the other person listening or watching this to start a live location independent. So hello, Adam. How are you today? Uh, it's great to be here, Klaus. Always great to chat with you. And I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Adam, give me a bit of background. Um, where do you come from? What are you doing? Just a bit of a rundown. What? Yeah, so uh, I, I grew up in New York. I went to college out in Boston. I, I never worked a true nine to five job. I did a one year MBA program because I was leading an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneurship program at my college. And uh, three weeks before I graduated, I decided to start my first company. Did that for five years. We were based in Boston and uh, it was a tech startup. We were acquired in, in 2019. It wasn't like a big fancy acquisition, uh, but it was an acquisition nonetheless. So we did that for about five years. And that whole life was very much being in the office literally every single day. So it was very different than what I'm doing now. It was Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. till 7, 8 p.m. just about every single day. And Sundays, I'd go in a little bit later at 9 a.m. and I'd be in the office till 6 p.m. So it's very different than what I do now because I never thought that living a digital nomad life, as you said, is something that I, number one, I could do. Number two would be something that a, a, a real business owner, business leader could do. I thought it was just something where, you know, people that just want to backpack and travel the world, travel around the world, they do that, but not real business leaders do that. So anyway, when, when we were acquired in 2019, I left Boston, went out to Hawaii, spent about a year there. Then I got presented with a real estate opportunity back in New York. I did that for about a year. And then my business partner and I started uh, this email outreach company that we have about a year ago. It started as a side hustle. And now that it's starting to get some legs on it, it's uh, allowed us to travel the world. And uh, that's what we plan on doing for the time being. And uh, hopefully continue to build a, a pretty good business as we do it. Okay. No, it sounds great. As you said, you're doing email outreach nowadays. Obviously, there's a lot of different um, business models that you can do while being on the road. Even as a startup, you can do this. Having a location independent team, which you probably have, you can tell us a little bit more about that in a second. And just having people um, working for you as your lifestyle, wherever they are. Now, obviously, getting into this digital nomad lifestyle is a bit of a transition, as you said. So how was that for you? How did you get into that? Yeah, it was, it was really by happenstance. It was my business partner had already been on the road. He was in Europe at the time. And uh, when I was leaving my place in New York, I said, well, why, uh, why settle down over here when I could travel the world? And there's really no reason to be in one specific location. As you mentioned, all of our team is from all over the world. 
so there's really no reason for us to be in one specific location. All of my meetings I could do either on the phone or through Zoom uh, because of technology. And it's one of the, frankly, one of the benefits of COVID is now everybody, I don't care what generation you are, is so comfortable doing a Zoom meeting where it doesn't necessarily need to be in person anymore. Although in person is always the best. You can't replace that, but you could do things through Zoom. So uh, it's afforded us the opportunity to just bounce around, but it's also forced us to get really tight with our systems. Because if you do want to be a digital nomad, you have to have the discipline to not just create systems for yourself, but to create systems for each part of your business so that everybody that's working with you can be as successful as possible. Because if you don't have that, it's just too difficult to do it. Yeah, very good point that you mentioned there. I mean, discipline is, is one thing, standard operating procedures is another one. I think sometimes you get the feeling when people talking about the, this digital nomad lifestyle that people are just hanging around in Bali on the beach and working with their PC from the beach and having party all night. That might happen occasionally, but I can tell you generally it does not happen all the time. And um, to be successful as an entrepreneur, obviously you have to put in the work, you have to have the discipline to really work and not only enjoy your life. And I think that's a bit of a trap where a lot of people might fall in looking into this now when you're saying you have a, a location you have your team worldwide how do you deal with that when you're moving um, they are moving time zones what kind of um, problems are you dealing with? yeah so time zones is most difficult frankly for for myself and my in my co-founder my business partner because there's times where i was in hawaii for a few months and my business partner at the time was in uh he was in ireland and that is completely different time zone so we really could catch each other either early in the morning my time or late at night you know, which is late at night, his time. That was really the only time that we were both awake at the same time because the time zone. So that's most difficult as well as when I'm doing meetings or Zoom calls, uh, podcasts like this one, just even figuring out what time zone am I even going to be in next month or what time zone am I going to be in three months from now? So that's the biggest challenge with our team. They don't want to leave where they are. So I know what time zone they're in. And, and more importantly, we make sure that they're able to work in time zones that are conducive to our clients. So even if you're in the Philippines or Africa or wherever in the world, you need to make sure that you can work East Coast uh, American hours because uh, that's where the, you know, that that's m the majority of working hours for our clients. Talking about clients, what's the perception of clients working with digital nomads? What's your experience there? <laughs> well, part of it, part of it too, with us, like with my with my tech startup that I had, speaking frankly, there was clients that we had or clients that we tried to get that I didn't want to work with. You know, they were the types of clients that either were a pain to work with, didn't bring the right energy for me. You know, the types of clients where I'm the type of guy where it's like, I feel very blessed every single day. It doesn't mean I'm always in a good mood, but I feel very blessed. And, you know, when you say to someone, you get on a phone call on a Monday morning, how are you doing? And they say, well, what do you think? It's Monday morning. I'm doing awful. That type of thing. Like, I don't, that's not the type of energy I want to be around. But now we're very, very, very picky about the clients we work with. So if they don't like our lifestyle for whatever reason, if they don't trust that we can execute with our lifestyle, you know, that's okay. We just probably wouldn't choose to work with them either. So um, I, th I think all of our clients, they love it because the truth is all that matters is are we able to get results for them? And if we're able to get results, that's all that should matter. Yeah, no, that's very wise words there. Um, I'm on your page was that um, I'm working location independent for 17 years before digital nomad was a word. And um, nowadays, pretty much the same. I'm, I'm worked from, I don't know, 30 plus countries in the last five, six years. Wow. And um, sometimes you get the feeling that people are sort of just like um, you on the run, basically. And um, <laughs> saying, I'm, I'm calling you from Cambodia or I'm calling you from Colombia. They're sort of um, suspicious of, of what you do. So therefore, it makes absolutely sense to find the right 
the right clients that first of all understand um, that you can work location independent and that you're not lazy. And, um, and as I said, um, I think the mindset changes. It's not this nine to five and I have the weekend, I have holiday. Mm -hmm. It's just a lifestyle for me. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. And I don't I never take a holiday because my lifestyle is sort of built right. in the way right. that it makes sense. I don't need a holiday. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're not waiting for that Saturday or waiting for Friday night or waiting for whatever holiday it is to take off because you made it so that your life and your business is combined into one. It's not two separate it's not two separate paths. You know, and sometimes that's what it is. It's like how you are nine to five, Monday through Friday is a completely different person than who you are Friday night through Sunday night. And that was always my thing for myself. Even with my tech startup, I never wanted to be a different person Monday through Friday, nine to five than I am on the weekends. And I want to make it so that living and work is, is both energizing me and I'm the same person at both times. Now, being on the road has his own kind of um, issues from time to time. Um looking for accommodation, finding your way around different languages, different time zones. Mm -hmm. We spoke about that. Is there anything, anything that you find particularly difficult to being on the road? I'd say just getting settled in as quickly as possible, because to your point, you know, this isn't a vacation. Like people think, oh, you're on, you're in Austin. Like right now I'm in Austin, Texas, or I'm in Hawaii or wherever I am in the world, you know, uh, Italy, France, wherever. Oh, you're on vacation. Like, Part of it, yes, it does feel a little bit like vacation because it's a different place, but it's not like it's my work. So for me, it's always how do I get settled in and make things normal as quickly as possible because I need to get the job done right away. And when you're traveling and you're on planes for a while, it can wear on you and trying to get acclimated to new places, new locations, all of that stuff can take time. And I, every time I just try to cut the amount of time to get acclimated in each place so that I can be as as effective as possible, I should say, with my the work that I'm doing, but also as effective as possible where I feel like I'm getting settled in and, and taking in as much as possible from each location, meeting as many people as possible, soaking in the culture as much as possible, and really getting being like a sponge for every location that I go to. Mm, yeah, you become a little bit of a travel hacker or Airbnb hacker, yeah, for me at least. So you're finding the right Airbnbs and checking yep. on internet speed and all of these more important things that, because you're not on holiday. That's right. Yeah, exactly. The place I'm standing now, that was a big thing was, does it have a business center? Although the business center here, though, it's an amazing business center. I'm doing this place for my, I'm doing this for my condo right now because the business center downstairs, that is like an amazing co-working space. The Wi-Fi is so poor though, I can't do Zoom calls on it. So that's even one thing that now I'm going to check into next time is not just do they have a business center, but how's the Wi-Fi there? Yeah, no, that's, that's always, that's a good tip. Um, always ask get a screenshot basically right. from their wi-fi speed before you book anything no how do you find finding new people meeting new people everyone is different there some people are more introvert extrovert or whatever so it might be different for everyone but how, how do you think or how is your experience in meeting new people getting in touch with new people Yeah, for me, I, I, I'm the type of person who loves to sit at a cafe or a restaurant by myself. Or if I walk around, I, I'm usually pretty good about saying hello to people. Um, so it's not usually a huge issue for me. But there's times, of course, where you know you, you get that more introverted, introverted side of yourself. But my biggest advice for that is just buy into the culture. You know, like that's one of the things that I lived in Hawaii for for about a year, as I mentioned, and I spent a few months there again. Uh, most recently, my dad's lived there for a while. So I understand that culture well. And the big thing there is no matter where you're from, if you just buy into that Hawaiian culture, they're going to accept you. And I found that no matter where you are in the world, like if when you're in Italy, if you buy into that culture, they're going to accept you. The people that have the toughest time are the people that just try to bring their culture everywhere they go, where if you try to be Mr. Hotshot, New York City guy in Hawaii, they're going to be like, hey, 
I don't want to talk to you. Like you're, you're not welcome here. And the same with you bring that attitude to anywhere else in the world, like showing that you have an appreciation for their culture and accepting their culture and buying into their culture. I found is the best way for, for people in that culture, like the real locals to accept you and they'll accept you with open arms. No, absolutely. My experience is that you always feel like an idiot because everyone knows how things work and you don't, especially when you arrive somewhere new. Right. So, and you have to figure out how to buy a bus, bus ticket or whatever. So, there's <laughs> yeah. different ways to buy a bus ticket, and everyone you so they catch you, but everyone is helpful and they obviously you stand out to a certain degree depending where you are in the world. And um, you need to get sort of ready with that to being the idiot who does not know how things work. And I think then you're fine. <laughs> exactly. Me- and it's, there's so much good learning in that too. That's such an important thing, like buying a bus ticket. You don't think about that. That's when I went to Italy for the first time, I had to get a bus and I was after a, a red eye flight, didn't sleep a lick on the plane. I'm exhausted. I got all these, I too many bags. I mean, that's another big thing is travel, take less stuff than you actually need at every location. But that was such a good learning, trying to figure out my way in a totally different language, totally different culture, running on no sleep to try to find myself three hours away from the airport or try to get myself from the airport to my Airbnb three hours away. So all that is such a good learning that, you know, you, you don't get if you're just sitting in your, your Boston apartment, living there your whole life. You grow as a human because there's things being life throw things at you every day, every country, every city you arrive to, there's new kind of challenges that you need to deal with. And I think that reflects also in business life, because if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, it's sort of same scenario. You have to figure out solutions to problems every day. And now you have a very good exercise in your private life because you have to do that as well. Tell me, you're, you're building a company. Tell me a little bit more about the company and um, what are the challenges there from, from being on the road or what kind of advantages does it have? Maybe it has advantages too. Yeah, the basic premise for us is really any company. I don't care what, what we're finding is whether you're a brand new startup to the largest companies in the world, what they what they all have in common is they want to get more sales opportunities. They want to talk to potential cost customers. And the one thing we did exceptionally well with my tech startup was we were great at getting new business and how we got all of our new customers. Think Bank of America, Amazon, AT&T, all these massive companies based in the US were um, all through cold email outreach, which most people say does not work. But we were able to learn that skill and we got good at it. So as I've been advising and working with several hundred at this point, startups and small businesses, I found that that was a commonality amongst all that. So I was having a conversation with one of the tech startups that I was advising. He asked me to talk to his head of sales. Uh, she was struggling to get sales meetings on the calendar. I talked to her. I found out what the issue was. And I just went to their CEO. I said, hey, Pete, if you want, I can help you out with this. He said, yes, please do. I called on my business partner and we built out what ended up being an email outreach company. But for him specifically, started as a side hustle. It went well. And we got renewal after renewal after renewal after that. But it all started as a side hustle and just out of, hey, I have a problem and I had a solution to solve their problem. So that was kind of how it was born. Uh, In terms of challenges running the company, I'd say the biggest thing is when my business partner and I are not together, it's just continuing to stay on the same page. Now, the reason why we have a great advantage with that, though, is we have been business partners for seven, eight years at this point. We started our previous tech company together. So we already have it baked in that trust and that working relationship where if you're just starting with a co-founder, a business partner, and you haven't been working together for so long, you don't have all of those hurdles. It can be a lot tougher to have that working relationship and that trust with each other. So we're very fortunate to have that trust where we can work from anywhere in the world. And we know that I'll get done when I need to get done and he'll get done when he needs to get done. Mm, no, that's important to have the right business partners. Now, obviously, a lot of digital nomads are either working sort of in a remote environment for a corporate 
I, I made a lot of them. Uh, and they're still bound to certain work hours. And that sometimes screws up their daily schedule because because of time zones or they're freelancers. So they basically work for, sure. their, for their own. So I think there's all kinds of different setups that you can go um, for being on the road and location independent. What would you recommend for someone who has a traditional work-life balance in a corporate environment or um, brick and mortar or whatsoever in, if they want to make the transition or they're playing with the idea to become location independent? What would be your best tip there? First, I would just ask myself, why? You know, why do I want to become location independent? Does it, is it because it, it seems cool? It seems like a fun, sexy lifestyle. Is that why I want to do it? Or is there a deeper reason behind it? So number one, you should always ask yourself, why do I even want this thing? Because the perception of it, like you see people posting on Instagram of them in Bali and, you know, I'm living the digital nomad life. And that's not always the reality. That is part of the life, but there's a lot of challenges, some of which we've mentioned here. So is the why because you want to get some learning from it, some growth from it, or is the why because you want some type of egotistical reason to be traveling the world to show off that you're a digital nomad? So that would be number one. But then number two is if it is in alignment with your DNA, just do it. Like there's only so much you can learn before you go. Like your Airbnb hacks, you probably didn't learn by doing a bunch of research ahead of time. You learned it probably from just testing it out by traveling to different places, by uh, you know asking Airbnb owners if they would do th this deal, if you stay for this amount of time and so on and so forth. But a lot of the stuff in life, we always want a playbook to be written for us because it gives us more certainty. And as human beings, we crave certainty. But at the end of the day, if it is in alignment with your DNA, with what you want to do, just do it. You're going to learn from it and the, the dots will continue to connect for you. No, it makes sense. Uh, I always like to say sometimes you learn, sometimes uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Things are not yep. going that well. Um, and the other thing that I hear quite a lot is that people are just too scared because they trust the news and um, they hear things about countries. I'm right now here in Cape Town in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And if you read the news abroad and it's like all about crime and so on and so forth, I spent um, more than a year in Colombia. Same story, Pablo Escobar, drugs and all of these things. Nothing of that is true. It's true in the past, but it's a, it's a lovely country. It's lovely people. So um, I would say go find out for yourself how a place is and don't. Don't believe everything that you read there. Cool, Adam. Exactly. Where, can, where can people find more about you, about your company? Yeah, if, me personally, if you, uh, the most active social media site for me is Instagram. So it's at Adam I Rosen, R O S E N, on uh, my, our website for our email company. If you want to check that out, it is eocworks.com. My email is adam at eocworks.com. Okay, cool. I will put this in the show notes so people can look you up. And if they are interested in cool email outreach um, to get more leads or sales, then obviously they can contact you directly there. Thanks, Adam. I think this was quite insightful. Um, maybe we could motivate one or the other person on um, looking into a location-independent lifestyle. I think the two of us are on the same page there. That is definitely worth to give it a try. No, absolutely. And Klaus, I appreciate you having me on. It was great chatting with you. Cool. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hey Klaus here, if you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer marketing, sales and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a 
application-only program to apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.